Hello and welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. I am one of your hosts, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Corbin Heller. I forgot I was supposed to talk. <laughs> That's okay, but as long as you figured it out eventually, I'm going to mute the Kansas City Tampa Bay game so that no one hears me watching it. And uh, today, we're still just kind of getting ready for the NFL draft. We're recording this on Wednesday the 24th. The draft is the day that this is getting released, which is... Um, the 25th tomorrow so today's episode is going to be about the draft again and then Monday's episode is going to be about the draft and then next Thursday's episode is going to be about the draft and you might say to yourself wow that's a lot of NFL draft well chillins this is the most important draft of any of the sports we talk about on a regular basis so that's to be expected yeah and it's literally the only thing during the year that I care about at all only thing that's it NFL yeah draft. uh it's also like the only thing really going on right now you know it's still a marginally too early for baseball stuff and uh you know because it's not even memorial day yet and uh, we, uh the nhl playoffs is wild though did you see that fucking game yesterday uh, yeah sharks, i watched that power play game? holy shit oh my god for anyone who doesn't know just to touch on it very quickly before oh this looks bad before we um move on Sharks entered a power play, a five-minute major penalty, which means since it's a major, um, if you score, the power play does not stop. It continues. Uh, They entered a five-minute major power play down three goals to none in the third period of a Game (laughs) 7 against the Vegas Golden Knights and scored four unanswered goals in five minutes to take the lead and eventually win the game. Just absolutely wild scenario. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen any no. playoff hockey, man. It's just some. It's so, it's another else. level. Oof. God, it's the best. All right, but today we're talking about football. What we're doing today is we're going to look at some of the biggest turnarounds in team record year over year, and we'll just see what we think some of these impacts could be. If any of it could relate back to um, players that were drafted in that season. Um, or, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Or any other impact that we think could, 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 could be brought about via this upcoming draft. So let's jump in. Let's do it. Where do you want to start? I guess let's just start at the top and uh, we can decide if it was a, a draft impact or something else. Do we see anything? He- so the first one on this list we just pulled straight from 247sports.com. Um is the 1975 Baltimore Colts. They went from being 2-12 and 12 to 10-14. and 14. If you think to yourself, hey, those numbers don't add up to 16, you're right. This is before the NFL moved into a 16-game schedule. So, uh, yeah, what do you think about this? Um, just reading into it a little bit, it seems more like this was just signing of a new quarterback and getting a new head coach um, and also having Bill Belichick on the coaching staff. Um, I mean, there was really nothing wild about their draft that would lead me to believe that this is due to that. But then again, I wasn't alive in 1975, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, pretty much all I'm seeing on this is the whole uh, new quarterback and new head coach thing. If I had to, if you had to parallel this to something, I, I guess the Dolphins maybe right now, since they're currently going to need a new quarterback and they have a new head coach already uh maybe 
maybe the uh, Tom Brady Patriots. Although no, because Belichick wasn't new with Tom Brady. Belichick started with having uh, um, Drew, Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe as his QB for the start of the season. I mean, do you see anyone who's in this position now that you think of make a, a turnaround? A new head coach and new QB combo? Um, I, it's about a year late, but San Francisco. I was about Kyle to say Shanahan Jimmy Garoppolo. And Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Um, they were my favorite pick last year to have a big turnaround and push for the playoffs in the NFC West. Um, of course, they're starting running back, starting quarterback. Uh, and several other positions got injured and things fell apart for them. Um, but I think I genuinely think they're going to push for the playoffs this year, uh, which would be fantastic to watch. It's just such a fun offense. It is. It, 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 if, if everything's right, it's a fun offense for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the closest one because it's tough since um, the way teams are trying to run their finances – is also now very dependent upon quarterbacks being drafted rather than acquired. So uh, there's not too, too much QB movement nowadays. And when there is, it's like the Kirk Cousins situation. So I'd say that the San Francisco one's probably the most comparable. So let's jump right on down to the next well, one. Before we go on, I think there's going to be a close second with the Jacksonville Jaguars because of some of that QB turnaround. Um I mean, their offense is still kind of shifty, but that defense with Calais Campbell, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, um, Miles Jack, they just have so many good players and playmakers on that defense. And now if Nick Foles can be something, I think they have a serious chance to push for the uh, AFC Championship again. Totally forgot they acquired Nick Foles this offseason. It's such a forgettable acquisition, you know. Yeah, because it, it's a forgettable team and oh, yeah. a relatively forgettable quarterback, and I don't mean either of those two oh, things yeah. negatively. It's just like the way it is. Oh, God, Tropicana Field fucking sucks. I hate yeah, it. Well. Anyway, 1976 New England Patriots. They went from 3-11 and 11 to 11-3. and three. Uh, So this is just as in the past as the last one was. So we were just as not alive. <laughs> um, are you seeing anything in this that, that is, is a tangible reason for how this team's turnaround came to be? Uh, no. Like, I don't know any of these players, so, I mean. Yeah, I I don't know any of these things either. Yeah, I don't see a reason for why this is the way it is either. I'm not sure I care. Let's just go around down to the next one. So just something before we move on, this isn't a ranking. I realize this is like chronological. Yeah, I realized it too after the second one. I was like, "There's no way that it's going to be that close in yeah. in years again." And then the next one's 1979. I was like, "Oh, it is. Ooh, that's a big shot." All right, the 1979 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They went from five and eleven to ten and six. The thing that I'm seeing uh, is that this this article claims that the greatest contributors to the Bucks' success was Hall of Fame defensive end Leroy Selman and the Bucks' entire offensive line, which honestly still sounds like a pretty modern way of winning, right? I mean, this is basically the 2013 Denver Broncos. Pretty much. I mean, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. 
I mean, the, the Dev- 2013 for Denver Broncos also had a good offense, but uh, I mean, by right. and large, it was, it was a at least in the Super team. Bowl. Yeah. They had a pretty decent offensive line. wasn't anything crazy like the, uh, uh, what am I thinking of, the Cowboys the last Raiders? couple of years. Oh, Cowboys, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you see any teams that are currently built like this? Strong defensive unit and at least something of an offensive line? Um, I guess the Cowboys were kind of like this for the past few years since their defense was, was kind of top-notch. Um, or at least full of marquee players yeah. in some capacity. Um, man, it's hard to think because, like, all of, like, the top offensive lines that I can think of. I, you know what? The Chargers are built like this. Oh, okay. They have a very, I see that. They have a very deep defensive, um, you know, backfields. They have a good uh, group of pass rushers, and outside of left tackle, they have an excellent offensive line. Um, I would say the Steelers, but they have way too many holes on defense to argue that. Yeah, we know how much Ben loves holes. Um, wow. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Uh, maybe the Bears. Maybe? Uh, Bears would be a good one. Okay. Pretty decent offensive line. The problem is also, if we're talking turnaround, the teams that we've mentioned are already good. Yeah, it's true. For the most part. So, um, I don't see any of these teams really changing their their, their standings much. So, let's just, yeah, let's go on to the 1981. What? The Browns. The Browns put together a real good offensive line last year along with their defense. This is fair. That was a good turnaround. That's very fair. Very, very fair. Oh, and a coaching change, too. They kind of just that went full helps. bore on the whole. Yeah, a little bit. little bit. <laughs> so, the 1981 San Francisco 49ers went from 6-10 and 10 to 13-3. and three. Um, y- Yeah? I mean, sure. Joe Montana? Oh, is this his first year? San Francisco 49ers, yeah, Joe Montana. Well, that's that's a that's a big one then, isn't it? I think so. Uh, yeah, his name is mentioned. I just wasn't sure if this was his first season or not. Joe Montana. Dun, 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 dun. Joe Montana started in 1979. Jesus, really? So I guess it was just his emergence. Holy shit, he played forever. Yeah, because he retired in what, like 95? 94. 94. Huge difference. Wow. You know. Yeah, I'm not even a real football fan. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, I guess uh, having, you know, arguably the best quarterback of all time up until the change of the millennium, or, you know, <laughs> is kind of a good deal. Yeah, so I, I guess this could just be the case of a QB breaking out. Uh, I mean, we've seen that. That's a, that's a pretty old story. Yeah. So... That, that doesn't seem shocking. Do you see any young quarterbacks who you think are on the precipice of breaking out this season? Um, I feel like Baker Mayfield's kind of already done it. Maybe, I mean, do you think Josh should. Allen has a big year? I um, don't. I think uh, if Josh Rosen can go to a serious team, I think he'll show his breakout. Um, are you I telling me that the Arizona him. Cardinals aren't a serious team? I mean, come Gosh. on. They're... They're doing something over there. We yeah, don't know what it is, right. <laughs> but whatever they're doing, they're trying really hard. <laughs> uh, I think Mitch Trubisky will continue to break out. I think Baker Mayfield will continue to break out. Um, that Pat Mahomes guy, I think he'll have a good season. 
I don't know. The uh, the the sophomore MVP slump might combine into one giant shit factory. Completely what about reverses, my boy? Completely reverses his numbers, throws like 10 touchdowns for like 56 interceptions. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, he, he starts looking away on all of his passes. Exactly. <laughs> it's not just the good ones. He turns into <laughs> essentially the Harlem Globetrotters of the NFL and just tries to like alley-oop throws or, you know, just crazy shit on the field. I think that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, he starts to throw like Fernando Valenzuela and just closes his eyes as he does it. <laughs> um, any, yeah, the Bull. Love that nickname. Anyway, um, what about my boy Sam Darnold? I, uh, what, do you, what do you see from this young buck? Would love to this see him continue kid. to improve. I think he definitely has to cut down on some of those interceptions, but he really wasn't terribly awful last year. I just kind of hope that no, the and team he finished well. Him, yeah, I think. Uh, I think having Le'Veon Bell is going to help him tremendously, um, especially oh, with his efficiency. Ain't gonna hurt. Yeah, you know, improving from who did you guys have last year? Trenton Cannon. He finished the uh, season as your top Trent guy. Trenton Cannon was. Uh, <laughs> did he finish as the top guy? Well, Isaiah Crowell, but I forget if he got hurt or not. Then Bilal Powell did get hurt, and he might yeah, be done that. for Elijah McGuire the entirety of his while. NFL career. Yeah, Elijah McGuire started the season on IR because he had foot surgery. Mm-hmm. So. Trenton Cannon was kind of a by default guy, but he did okay. Yeah, we'll I remember on. when we went and watched him podcast. in the preseason game. He was killing it. He looked great. Yeah, no, and he he did really well for himself. It was nice to see. I like seeing when when the young dudes yeah. do some cool shit. So we got the Cincinnati Bengals, who went from and I'm, this confuses me. They went from four and eleven to twelve and four, and. Um, one of those numbers is 15, and then one of the the other number is 16. I got. Was there a? Uh, yeah, because the strike shortened season was wasn't 15 games. Not one game. Yeah. And that was and that was in '86, right? So it would have been the year after this. So I have no idea how there was a 15 game final number of games played for this team. No, they went five or four and eleven. Was it just was it just fifteen Short games by that year? One game due to another player strike. Wow, I didn't know there was a second one. In which replacement players were used for four games. Sure. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um. But anyway, with with this team, it I'm not really seeing a great reason why uh, it, uh, there there is there's uh, um credit given to running back Icky Woods noted noted uh, notable creator of the Icky shuffle um but you know they, they said that they also had other talent like Boomer Esiason who is a terrible radio host now awful radio host now I can't bear listening to him Anthony Munoz sorry, Munoz um Max Montoya, who I think we've talked about in the past, and a few other notable people. Uh, the fact that running back got first mentioned on this seems seems to be important, though, especially in '88. Um, do you see any any comps to that right now in regards to running back being the premier talent of a team? I guess the Giants now, but yeah, the Giants, um, probably the Cardinals right now. Fair, um, David Johnson. Yeah, who else is? Maybe the Bengals this year if A.J. Brown is still hurt with Joe Mixon. 
AJ um, Green. AJ Green. What did I say? AJ Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Right, wrong well, color. Right guy. Wrong color. Yeah. AJ Brown's black. I meant the last name, dumb fuck. Oh. AJ he said brown green. instead of oh, green. Yeah. Those Green's are color. both colors. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, AJ, AJ Brown's a wide receiver, one of the top wide receivers in the draft this year, which is why no, I was thinking I, about No, I him. know. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm aware. Um, Way to make this immediately about race. <laughs> well, you know, you th- start throwing out color there. It's hard not to. Yeah. All right. Any any other teams you think are like driven by their? Uh, what what what, um, what about the Jaguars? The I mean, with um with what's his face Leonard Fournette. I mean, they definitely were last year. Um, I assume that they're going to be drafting a pass catcher, like we said in the mock draft. I oh, it's really, true. You had them taking that tight end, right? Yeah. Uh, T.J. Yeah. Hawkinson. Um, I mean. We'll see what happens with Nick Foles. I honestly don't have a lot of faith in Leonard Fournette. Got arrested this offseason. Um, has just been so hurt for his entire career. I, my faith in him is dwindling. I, I, I don't blame you in the slightest. Yeah. And I also don't have much faith in Nick Foles either, so I guess we'll just <laughs> see how this uh, ship sails. Uh, it's going to be a weird season for them for sure. But yeah, I'm, All right, I'm so let's to go think. to a fun one. Let's go to a fun one. The 1999 Indianapolis Colts went from 3 and 13 to 13 and 3. I mean, I there's really only one thing to talk about why. here. <laughs> I wonder what happened <laughs> that offseason. Well, what do you think, Corwin? Uh, Peyton Manning actually turned into Peyton Manning, so that kind of helped. Um, he had a yeah, rough rookie season, but man, the rest of his career was pretty great. Pretty fucking great. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, just drafted the greatest quarterback of all time and uh, just needed no a season to, to to fix his shit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say that, that Peyton fucking Manning, man, that's all there really is to say, isn't there? Honestly, like, just comparing this to a current team, this – unfortunately is eerily similar to what the Browns are doing. Just an absolute laughing stock of a franchise leading up to drafting a quarterback at one overall. Um, Baker Mayfield was better than Peyton Manning his rookie year, which is something. Um, I'm not saying Peyton, or uh, Baker Mayfield's going to be better than Peyton Manning in the long run. Um, but just having just serious, you know, Hall of Fame level playmakers on offense with OBJ there now, um, uh, Pro Bowl number two uh, wide receiver with Jarvis Landry matching up to Marvin Harrison and uh, uh, Reggie Wayne. Um, I don't think Nick Chubb matches up with uh, Edge. Ed, fuck, what was his name? Edgerin James, the same. But the way these teams have basically just turned themselves around through, I don't know, just sheer will, force of will, I think is pretty pretty eerily similar. The 1999 St. Louis Rams were 4-12 and 12 and then went to 13-3. and three. Um, Why, Corwin? Do, do you see a good reason? Well, uh, replacing Signing your quarterback. quarterback Trent Green? 
No, I don't think that was it. I think it might oh, have been uh, Kurt Warner Kurt coming Warner? on. Yeah. yeah, that might have done something. Um, yep. Yeah. So Kurt Warner uh, famously played over in NFL Europe for a while. Um, came over and just absolutely lit the world on fire with the greatest show on turf. Um, Eric Dickerson, kind of a good ball player. Uh, Kurt Warner, kind of a good ball player. Um yeah, I mean, I wish I was around to watch them because that would have just been such a wild team to watch. Yeah, I really wish I got to see the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, I saw it because I was alive for it, but I wish I had a conscious memory of the mm-hmm. game of, of the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Titans because it sounded like just such a such a treat. Uh, especially the way that game ended. Oof. Uh, I know. All-time classic. I want to keep going because there's, there's there's a trend that's now picking up here that will be further revealed by especially the next few teams. Um, so the mm-hmm. next one is the 2001 New England Patriots, their second appearance on this list, who went from five and eleven to eleven uh, and five. And Corwin, what happened in 2001? Well, a guy named Mo Lewis hurt this other guy named Drew Bledsoe, which meant this third guy, Tom Brady, became the starting quarterback. Not fun. Not fun for anyone in the past uh, 20-so years. So I met Mo Lewis once, and um, really nice guy. And when I was getting in line to meet him, I was thinking to myself, all right, I either need to tell him to go fuck himself (laughs) 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 or tell him I really enjoyed watching him during the course of his career. (laughs) Because on the one hand, he was a really fun jet, and on the other hand, he started this whole fucking nonsense. So, Which did you end up telling him? I told him I fucking loved him. Because uh, I, I do. He was a great player for the Jets. I loved him so much. His hand swallowed mine whole. And I don't think <laughs> have small hands. And they just no. ate it whole. It was insane. But yeah. So then like let's let's go to the next one. Let's see if this little trend continues and if anyone's picking up on it. Next we got the O four Steelers who went from six and ten to fifteen and one. What happened in O four, Corbin? Oh, we happen to draft a guy named uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. So we have, so j- just to go back a second, let's leave the Chargers out of this for a second. Uh, the 99 Colts, the 99 Rams, the 01 Pats, the 04 Steelers. What's the big thread through all of these? Drafting a quarterback. Drafting quarterbacks or developing uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, that's in the case of draft, the Colts. Yeah. Your young quarterback coming in. And that's not much of a surprise because I bet most people will be willing to say that like Peyton Manning's career's beginning is kind of like the beginning of the ushering in of the quarterback era. The like yeah. main passing games, the big deal. Like it's and that's what's kind of crazy about like people comparing Peyton Manning's rookie stats like you did for for Baker Mayfield is because like it's so weird to look at his rookie stats because like it wasn't even it wasn't a good rookie year, but it wasn't even really like that bad of a rookie year relative to what everyone else was kind of doing um because it's it it was the beginning of it all it wasn't like i said it wasn't great if you look at it um a yeah, lot of interceptions yeah and, and not although what's funny is he had more interceptions than touchdowns but his, i think he led the league in touchdowns that year too just by throwing like 16 or 18 or some shit because it just really like wasn't much of a deal Let's check that. Yeah, I'm pulling it up too. Uh, he did not lead the league in touchdowns, but 26 is nothing to uh 
Yeah, no, twenty six ain't bad at all. And to have oh my, he cut his interceptions almost in half the following season. Jesus. Um, yeah, so I mean that's and that, that makes a lot of sense, and that's why you see teams doing whatever they can do to get quarterbacks nowadays because they kind of run the fucking show. So it's not a huge surprise that in the more recent ones of these we're seeing quarterbacks dominating uh, the 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 big turnaround teams. So the 04 Chargers are a little bit different in that like they had Drew Brees, although Drew Brees hadn't really hit his stride, and they had Antonio Gates and they had um, Ladainian Tomlinson. They'd get better over the course of the next couple of seasons when Philip Rivers would eventually take over as the starter. But let's jump over to the 08 Dolphins. Who, want, uh, before we do that, I just want to point out this is like the seventh time you've done this. I know. I'm just saying. Like I looked into it because we were talking about it. The quarterbacks in 1998 for Peyton's rookie year is fucking insane. Steve Young, Randall Cunningham, Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, John Elway, Drew Bledsoe, Doug Flutie, Steve McNair, Troy Aikman, Jim Harbaugh. Just so many good fucking players. All right, 2008 Dolphins. Moving. They went from being one and fifteen to eleven and five. They won the division that season. Only the second time, uh, the la- actually the last time the Pats didn't win the division was this was this. Uh, this year, the only other time since Tom Brady's tenure was 0-2 when the Jets won it. And they won it from, both teams won it for the same reason, Chad fucking Pennington. Oh, number 10. Best. I love him so much. I've met him as well. He is a wonderful man. But again, we're going back to the quarterback trend, right? Yes. Adding and I a think Pro Bowl can... level quarterback can, tends to help things out a bit, you know? And I think we're going to see the same thing in the next team, the 2013 Kansas City Chiefs, who went from 2-12 and 12 to 11-5. and five. And yeah. they did this in large part because of Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt Castle was uh, not the greatest uh, pickup by them prior to this. No, Matt, Matt Castle's like a really, really good backup quarterback. Yeah. But that's it. Uh, yeah, so now now I think, you know, with these last two teams, we're seeing that quarterbacks, you know, getting traded, building up teams. Now it's almost like now we're building the market for quarterbacks, how much money they make really getting shown off here, you know. They're proving their value in um, trade, so you can't just say, ah, it's good systems or good coaching. Like, nah, this guy's going to be good when he's good where he goes. So let's look at the next team, very recent. The 2016 Dallas Cowboys, who went from four and twelve to thirteen and three, this one I think is a little bit more nuanced than the generalizations yes. we've been making thus far. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. So uh, why don't you expand upon it? Um, so leading up to 2016, Dallas was focusing heavily on building a tremendous offensive line to really anchor their team, um, and at this point they had one of the best offensive line units in past history. Um, And then in the 2016 draft, they grabbed a guy in the first rounds named Ezekiel Elliott, which kind of a good running back. Uh, And a sixth-round QB named Dak Prescott. I think it was the sixth. It might have been like the fourth or fifth, but it doesn't matter. Um, I want to say it was the fourth. Yeah. uh, I'm just thinking of Tony Romo, or not Tony Romo, Tom Brady earlier made me think of the sixth round. Um, but I mean, Tony Robo, wasn't he undrafted? 
I believe so, because I think yeah. like his small ass little school made like a whole thing about it. Right. Regardless, Tony Romo got hurt early. Um, Dak Prescott has to come in. He performs admirably. Adm- whatever. Uh, and their running game behind that offensive line just really just carried that team. Uh, and they were phenomenal all season. They were fantastic to watch. Uh, Zeke led the league in rushing yards and uh, touchdowns. He was just phenomenal. Um, didn't win the Super Bowl, but... Oh, well. And I think there's, there's a very similar story with the next and final team on this list, which was mm-hmm. uh, the 2017 Jacksonville Jaguars going from 13 and, uh, 3 and 13 to 10 and 6. And, I mean, damn, you could say a lot of the same things about this team. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have uh, nearly the level of offensive line, but where they lacked in offensive line talent, they made up for in defensive line talent and their defensive backs. Um, having Leonard Fournette, having Jalen Ramsey back there, Calais Campbell, they just were just phenomenal all season. Basically, that defense and Leonard Fournette carried Blake Bortles to the AFC Championship game, Um, and it was a tough loss, but I think if they can come back from that just uberly disappointing season last year, I think they're going to maintain that level of success with uh, Nick Foles. All right, if you had to pick a below 500 team to have a big turnaround, more than five games, we'll say, is a big turnaround. More. Five games or more, I'll say. Five games or more. Who? Which team do you take? Ooh, I mean, I feel like I got to take... Um, man, I got to take San Francisco just because I think that they're going to just add so much with having Jimmy Garoppolo back, having all those running backs back, uh, being able to take a premier pass rusher at you know, the second pick. Um, I think they're going to have – I think they're the safest bet to improve. I think the Jaguars would be most likely to have the biggest change, if that makes sense. Sure. So I, I think – if the Jaguars improve and play up to their potential, I think they'll have the biggest jump in wins. But I think the 49ers are the safest pick to improve by at least five wins. I'm going to be a punk and a homer, and I'm taking the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I mean, especially if, we're, if, I, if I, I'm going to say only five wins is a, is a big turnaround since we were four and fucking 12 last season. Um <laughs> I could very much so see this team being a nine-win team. Um, very much so, with a second year of Darnold and all the uh, acquisitions we've made and the prospect of drafting something good upcoming would be fun. But uh, if I was to... Oh, no, don't do that, computer. Go back, punk bitch. Um, but if I was to pick like a, a, a non, non-Jets team, Jags is a great choice. I don't buy the Raiders yet. Um, the Giants, I have zero faith in. The Lions, I could see, but I couldn't see them winning 11 games. Maybe the Packers, since they were 6-9-1 last season, could have a sizable turnaround, since the, a team with Aaron Rodgers is always pretty threatening. Um, maybe one of the Falcons or Panthers, since those two teams are never bad like two seasons in a row, seemingly. 
Um, right. Yeah, and then your choice of the Niners are, is also good. Uh, a lot would have to go right for all these things to happen. I think a safe pick, uh, uninteresting and safe, would be like the Falcons or the Panthers because they both have good quarterback situations and uh, Carolina has like a capable defense. I think both teams have a capable defense. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with my my Jets, my Jetty boys, the gang green. Cause, uh, fuck it, I need something to do for this season. It's been enough of uh, the possibility of being here. But that's it for today. We'll get back to you again on Monday so we can talk about big picture stuff that happened in the draft ahead of our deep dive into it next Thursday. So Monday will be... Uh, immediate reactions, I suppose you could say, to the first round of the NFL draft. So in the meantime, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. It's JuicingPod. If you want to find our website, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers.Wixsite.com slash website. And if you want to hit us up via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers um, at gmail.com. And that's it. Y'all have a good one. Talk to you on Monday. <laughs>